0: Hello and welcome to my podcast Mind Your Mindset with me Sam Hafford, a podcast about creating a mindset for ourselves which allows us to live the life we want to live and be the person we want to be. So I wanted to talk today about love languages and it's something I've mentioned kind of a bit in in not so much detail before and I want to go into a bit more depth about what love languages are, what the different languages are and why I think knowing, understanding and learning about your love languages or the love languages of loved ones is so important. So for anyone who's unaware, the love languages are something developed by a person called Dr. Gary Chapman, and he had some background in marriage counselling and uh, I think psychology, and he came up with this idea that there are five primary love languages, uh, which means a way five ways of communicating your love to someone and how someone can communicate their love to you. So why are these important? Why do I think it's such a important thing to look into and understand and i think what it is is love languages are kind of like real languages in that you want to be understood and you want to be understood by others and you want to understand others and to understand other people you have to understand the language that they speak at a really basic level that's how we communicate and knowing the way that you communicate and the way others communicate makes it so much easier to communicate with that person. So it comes down to this idea of having good communication, but specifically in terms of how you feel loved and how other people feel loved and how you can show that to them. Um, And it's all great, but the sort of impact of the different love languages differs depending on the person. So there there are these five love languages that I'll go into, but how you interact with them depends on who you are and I think as well it's important to address a bit of a misconception that this idea of love languages and looking into love languages is just something for couples and it's not at all it's so incredibly important to know your own language because how else can you feel loved by those close to you and by people around you if you don't know yourself or you don't understand yourself how you feel loved so I think it's something whether you're in a relationship or not it's so important knowing your own love language And obviously, if you are in a relationship, if you have a partner, then it's important, I think, obviously. But maybe that's just my own sort of how much I sort of really think this is important thing to understand. But knowing your partner's love language is so crucial, because I think if you don't know it, then it can breed a bit of resentment and frustration on both sides. Because uh, something that Gary Chapman, Dr. Chapman, says about love languages is that, Love can be expressed and received in all five languages. However, if you don't speak a person's primary love language, the love language that's most crucial to them, that person will not feel loved, even though you may be using the other four love languages. And once you are speaking that person's primary love language fluently, then you can sprinkle in the other four and they'll be like the icing on the cake. It's the idea that you're I don't know giving someone gifts and that's how you're showing your love to them but if they're not fussed by getting gifts if they enjoy compliments and being told how much you love them then you can get them all the gifts in the world but they're not going to feel necessarily loved because that's not how they understand it and then in reverse that's going to frustrate you and breed resentment because you think I'm putting all this effort into getting my partner gifts and they don't seem to appreciate it but it's just that you're speaking a different love language You're, you don't have the fluency yet of their primary love language and I think knowing my own explained a lot of things that have happened to me in and out of relationships you know I think people I've felt most connected to have often been people that speak to me in my love language so it can sort of that understanding of what your primary love language is can maybe explain a lot of things that have happened previously and if you look back into previous relationships so what I'll do now is I'll go through the different love languages, what they are, and how the sort of a, in a nutshell way to understand them. I think. So first love language in no particular order, but the first one I'm looking at is called words of affirmation, which means per- people who have words of affirmation as their primary love language, they value sort of verbal acknowledgments of affection, things you know the frequent "I love yous" that come out of the blue, compliments that aren't prompted words of appreciation, general encouragement, even if it's just something via a text or a quick phone call, just to say, ah, oh, I'm thinking of you and I hope you're okay. It's that just words have a real positive impact. Positive words have a positive impact. And it's not that uh, people who have words of affirmation as a primary love language rely on being told they're great to feel good. It's just how that person feels most loved and appreciated. It's not my primary love language, but it is one that's quite a big one for me and helps me feel valued so I can understand the impact of words of affirmation. The next love language is one that's called quality time. Now people whose love language is quality time feel the most appreciated and understood when their partner actively wants to spend time with them and is always up for doing something, even if it's if it's something adventurous like going for a hike or even if it's just sitting down on the sofa having a chat you know they particularly feel loved when there is sort of active listening going on there's eye contact you're fully there you're fully engaged it's not you're not sort of half listening because you're watching tv or kind of paying attention but also maybe just firing off a quick text even if you think oh it's only three seconds I'm I am listening to what they're saying people who have um quality time as a primary love language really desire and feel love when you give them that full undivided unadulterated attention and i think in this sort of age of social media and this so much going on on tv and computers so many distractions it can be something that's quite easily missed and if uh, quality time is your love language it can be really quite damaging because you feel like, oh, this person doesn't care enough to listen to me. Even if you think as the other person, oh, I am listening. It's that undivided attention that people who have quality time as their primary love love language really appreciate. So the next one is called acts of service. So if your love language is acts of service, it's that you value when your partner Or someone, you know, someone you love goes out of their way to make your life just that little bit easier. It could be something as simple as making you a coffee in the morning without asking or picking something up for you on the way back. You know, like, you I don't know, you've left your suit at the dry cleaners, something like that. They bring you something when you're not feeling well or do some chores before you get back from work. It's those little acts of service that make someone who has um, acts of service as a primary love language feel really loved and appreciated. So love language, I think, for that idea that actions speak louder than words. So the kind of almost like the opposite of words of affirmation, someone who has acts of service, it's the actions that they do that are unsaid, that aren't prompted, that really make them feel loved. Um it sort of it's that idea of feeling appreciated by doing those little things. Now, the next one I think is a pretty straightforward one. This is called gift giving or gifts pretty straightforward love language in that you feel loved if this is your primary love language you feel loved when people give you those symbols of love it's that uh sort of reflection the choosing of some sort of gift or object that maybe represents the relationship and um gives that person a sort of boost that you've thought of them and you've really considered what something that they'd like it's not that it has to be a big show you know you have to buy them a car a house a horse it's can be little things like you know you buy them croissants they like croissants you buy them I don't know a mug with their name on because they like that kind of thing it's showing that you understand them and you've got a gift that represents how you feel about them or represents what they value so I think the key to giving a meaningful meaningful gift is that it reflects their values and not necessarily reflects your values for example I don't know maybe you buy them a coffee. Not because you think you enjoy getting coffee. You maybe think that buying a coffee is a bit of a waste of money when you can make it at home. But um for someone whose gift giving is a primary sort of love language, the idea that you thought you know they like it, so you've got it for them irrelevant of how you feel about buying coffees, for example. Um the next one is and last one is physical touch. So People with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they're getting those physical signs of affection from someone they love. Again, I it's I think important to reiterate this doesn't have to be constrained all the time to romantic relationships. It could be close friends and family feel you are able to show love to you in this way. It's not, I think, personally tied to romantic love, although that's often how it is framed. But anyway, in terms of physical touch as a love language, one that maybe is a bit more, I think, often tied to romantic relationships, but uh, it's the idea of, it can be small things, it could be holding hands, it could be a hug, it could be a cuddle on the sofa, it can be kissing, it can be sex, it's those idea that the the idea that sort of physical touch is the way that you feel loved and appreciated and you understand that someone loves you by those small or big acts of physical touch um i think it can be incredibly affirming and a powerful connection for people who have this as a primary love language physical touch is my primary love language i didn't actually realize that until i looked into it but it's something that makes me feel loved and appreciated you know it doesn't mean that I want to be constantly hugged or I constantly go around hugging people because I really don't but and I think that's why it would maybe surprise people that that know me that this is my primary love language but it's this idea that the occasions where I might be feeling down what brings me up more than anything or quicker or I feel more appreciated with is that idea of physical touch it's a hug it's you know a Cuddle, it's that sort of thing. And I think men in particular often mistake this as their love language because men tend to be a bit more driven by physical intimacy. But it's not that you enjoy physical touch necessarily, it's the idea that physical touch is what makes you feel loved and appreciated. And that can be quite a common misconception. And it may be often what gets said is that, oh, I feel like there's two that. Particularly speaks to me. I really can't figure out out of these two which is my primary love language, and that may be the case. You know, you have bilingual people in the world, so it could be that you do have two primary love languages. Um, however, there does tend, I find, to be one that likely sticks out more than others, and it's this idea that it's not just what It's not one of these things that you feel. Obviously, for everyone. Any of these love languages will make you feel appreciated if they happen to you, when they're done to you. But you'll have one that makes you feel more appreciated generally than any of the others. We want to have all of these things done for us. We want people to pay us compliments, give us gifts, spend time with us, um, do things for us, and, you know, hug and console us. Um, But it's the idea that you have one that I think really sticks out. And when it comes to your partner, I think... Knowing their love language is so key. I think, as I said at the start, it can really breed a bit of resentment unnecessarily when you're trying to show your love to your partner in a certain way and they don't seem to appreciate it. So that understanding of why, of what it is that sort of makes them feel appreciated really is crucial you don't want to be thinking why don't you appreciate what I'm doing is it that you don't love me or why don't you love me I'm doing all these things for you it could just be that you're speaking different languages to your partner so understanding the language they speak what they appreciate most is just so invaluable and it's such a small thing that can make such a massive difference I think within a relationship so I would always I would encourage you go out there figure it out look into it what is your love language How do you feel most appreciated? There are tests you can take that will do it, but also I think relate to your own experiences and see what resonates. Think back to past relationships. What is it in that relationship that maybe, why did that relationship end, for example? Was it that, I don't know, you didn't feel appreciated when you were doing acts of service and the other person didn't ever seem to want to connect physically? And it could just be that you didn't understand those languages that you were both speaking so do the test if that helps otherwise look back and see right what was it what is it that I think I really appreciate but I think ultimately feeling loved in the way you want to feel love is just so important to building that positive mindset and forfe- feeling fulfilled in your romantic life but also just in life in general it's not as I said before tied to romance I think we all want to feel loved, whatever the situation. So I'm going to leave you now with a quote from a 13th century Persian poet. Listen with ears of tolerance, see with the eyes of compassion, speak with the language of love. Thanks for listening to the Mind Your Mindset podcast with me, Sam Hafford, and see you in the next episode.